Amen, right? Man, you're thankful for God's grace. Man, we live that grace. We trust in that grace. We want to grow in that grace. We want to share that grace. Amen. Don't you want everybody in the 804 to know that grace like you do, to experience it like you do? Hey, that's a part of why we do what we do here at the Heights. You know, it is our goal in the next 10 years that the Heights Baptist would be a church that the 804 cannot imagine being without. We're going to do that by expanding to five campuses, by extending the reach of Love 804, so that, and here's the purpose, and when you think about our culture, what's going on in our world today, this is a big thing. Our idea in all this activity is that our greatest opportunity is still in front of us to share the Word of God. Whether that's happening from a a, a preacher up here in the pulpit or you, an individual, being able to share God's grace, share God's word, share the gospel with a neighbor, a co-worker, a family member. Man, we want to create the opportunity where we still have that out there in front of us. Now, that's our target. That's what we're aiming at in 10 years, and we're actually about two years into that. But we have identified four priorities Four priorities that we have to be doing the next three to five years to get to that 10-year target. And we actually have a goal, a target for 2020. We've got a goal for next year that we also believe will advance us toward moving toward that 10-year goal. And believe it or not, we have four priorities every 90 days. We have four priorities to help us reach that one-year goal that helps us reach the 10-year goal. Now, you're probably thinking right now, what in the world is he talking about today? Well, actually, what I just shared with you is what we call the 1414 here at the Heights Baptist. That's our church on a page. And uh, man, I hope you want one of these. I really, really want you to want one of these. And uh, for one, it's just a very, very quick snapshot. And yet there's actually a lot here as quick as it is about what we are, where we're going, how we're going to get there, why we're going to do it that way. That's all in this one page. But more than anything, I think you this one page tell you how to pray for the Heights Baptist. This one page will tell you how to do the most important thing you can do for your church week in and week out is to be praying along this ends. And you can get one of these on your way out. Just go to our information desk and, and ask for that piece of paper that the pastor was waving and, the, and they'll get that to you. Now, I share that whole context for this reason. Back up to that top four. Those four priorities in the next three to five years. One of those is what we call our leadership pipeline. We need to develop a leadership pipeline. What, what, what is a leadership pipeline? Honestly, folks, the best way I can explain it is to call it discipleship. You know, in the New Testament, in, in the Greek world, that the idea of a disciple is somebody who followed a teacher. And not just Jesus, you, you could be a disciple of any kind of teacher out there. Of course, Jesus is our master, right? A good hearty yes there would be very comforting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jesus is our master. He's our teacher. We're learning life from him. We're learning how to live by following him. But Jesus threw a little caveat into that. And, and he said, our goal is not just to learn from him and follow him, but it is also to reach back and grab somebody else to follow. In other words, somebody should be able to follow me. I'm I'm a leader. 
every believer, according to Jesus, is a leader. Somebody should be able to follow me and know what it looks like to love the Lord, to learn about the Lord, to live for the Lord in the world today. So we're all leaders, and I'm guessing more than one of us in here doesn't feel like a leader. I, I, I'm guessing more than one of us in here doesn't feel like they feel, feels like, I don't, you know, I don't even know what I would do. Or, you don't know me, Pastor, I'm I'm kind of down here in this whole thing. There, there's not anybody that's going to want to follow me. Yes, there is. Because the good news is, no matter how far down the rung you are, there's somebody behind you. And you are the person they are most likely to follow. And we want to help you do that here at the Heights. We, we want this to be a place that encourages you, challenges equips you to follow the Lord, love the Lord greatly, but also have a life that somebody else would follow and know how to know the God and how to, how to plug into the church and be a part of something that counts forever, be a, be a part of changing people's lives. So that's really kind of the idea behind the, the leadership pipeline. And about a year and a half or so ago, I tasked Ronnie West, our education pastor, to, to taking on, kind of becoming the champion of that one of those four priorities. And Ronnie went, uh, went and built a team really out of you, the church. Uh, what you're going to see today is something that you are building. This isn't something the pastor read in a book somewhere now trying to make it happen. No, no, you're, you're going to meet you, your, your church. He put together a team of 10. They've been working for almost a year now intensively. And when I say intensively, they've been meeting every single week, most of those weeks, they've been working hours a week and many times more than once a week uh, to help us start moving toward that. And in June, they made a presentation to me. And, and the funny thing is, they've really come a lot longer way since June. A lot more things have happened. But when I sat down and listened to them in June, I, I, was, I was absolutely overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed, I was excited, I was impressed, and kind of the driving thought as I was listening is, man, I want our whole church to see this. I want our whole church to know about this, and I know we're not even ready yet. As a matter of fact, honestly, when they're completely done, when there's a full implementation of our leadership pipeline, that's probably about a year from now. I'm not saying nothing will happen till next fall. No, there's going to be a lot of things happening in 2020. But full implementation will be about a year from now. But, but what I've asked them to come and do is, because I want you to see it, I want you to hear it, I want you to know what you're a part of and what you can be a part of, is, is to come and make a little presentation to us. It's, they talked to me for over an hour. They're not going to do that this morning. You're, you're, it's going to be kind of amazing how little detail you get but I think what they fly over and show you at 30,000 feet will get you excited about what God is doing here. So if you would, turn your attention first to the screen. And when that's over, Ronnie and his team will be up here. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Have you ever felt that way? Oh, a few of you have been honest with there. So, you know, hey, listen, you know, one of our core values here at the Heights is that everyone plays a part. And so in doing that, sometimes we, we uh, are, are very anxious to get everybody involved in different ways. But, you know, sometimes squares go into circles. It just doesn't fit. Have you ever felt like you were in a position or serving in a, in a way that it just didn't fit? Maybe you were out of your comfort zone. You ever felt maybe untrained or unprepared, it's okay to say yes. I mean, you know, we're just, we're just trying to take a real, have an honest conversation about where we are in, in developing disciples and doing that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, ha, have you ever really felt like, boy, I, I don't know if I want to get up and go to church this morning, but, but I'm going to do it because I, I have to serve. Been there? I have, by the way. I have been there. So y'all, it's okay to say that. Better yet, here's another one. Uh, have you ever f- cringed a little bit when a pastor or a staff member said, hey, we need to talk? Yeah, y'all know what it is. Like, oh, what are they going to ask me to do? I don't want to do anything. And so, uh, but you know, that's okay. Listen, we, uh, we uh, about a year ago, we started forming a team, and there's 10 of us that, that did that. And you're going to hear from a good bit of us this morning, about half of us, the ones uh, that you're not going to hear from are uh, Bert Gunter and Wes Rose and Bonnie Hudgens, Tiffany Ferrari and Carlos Pilat. But they've been working with us and they're a very vital part of, of the ministry team. All the other ones that did, did you see, I'll introduce to you in just a second. And you're going to hear from, the, hear from them. But, uh, you know, when we started, we, we wanted to say, hey, what... Where, where are we in this process of develop, developing disciples? And we came up with what we call a problem statement. And that's as it reads as this, as you can see. Our current process of equipping disciples and leaders is inadequate, it's insufficient, and it's unsustainable for developing the people we need to be the church that Randy talked about, that church that 804 can't imagine being without. We recognize that there's a lot of holes there. We recognize that we are not doing the right work to be able to prepare you and to train you, to come alongside you, to equip you, as the word, to do the work of the ministry that God's called you to do. And man, we, we want you to do that. We want you to experience all that God has for you. Well, how do you do that? Well, in John 14, 21, it says this. It says that, that he who loves the Father will what? Obey the Father. And he who obeys the Father will be loved by the Father, and the Father will reveal himself to him. And so that's the secret right there, guys. If we want to know more about God, we want God to reveal himself to us, we want to, we want to understand more about him, then we have to be obedient to him. And where do we, how can we be obedient to him? By serving in our giftedness, by serving in how God has us. But, but the problem is we, we, we do this, uh, you know, this plug and play type of thing. We chug and plug or whatever. We're, we're just filling holes sometimes, and we're not really doing the work that best equips you to be all you can be in Christ. And so we're, we're passionate about fixing that. We're passionate about, about trying to, to be a church that, that absolutely does equip. In fact, talk about equipment, we, we get that. We don't just pull that word equip right out of the thing. We get it from Ephesians chapter 4. And you can see that Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to do what? To equip his people for the works of service, so that what the body the body of Christ may be built up, and so and that's what it's all about. So you know we want you 
to be equipped. We want you to experience everything that God has for you. So as we, as we continue on, what we want to do is let you hear from the team, though, because the team is made up of people just like you, just lay volunteers that are in the church, and what their passion is about developing and being part of this team as we, as we get ready to move on. So let me introduce you to you. I have Stephen Bishop, Dave Wyman, and Kathy Dancy up here. And uh, we'll start with Stephen. Yeah, y'all give him a hand. That's good. And so this is Stephen Bishop. So Stephen, tell, tell me what's really important to you or about being a part of this team. Yeah, thanks, Ronnie. So uh, just introduce myself real quick. So as Ronnie said, I'm Steve. I've uh, been a member of the Heights uh, actually twice, uh, once from ages 7 to 10, and, and then grew up, went off to school, and came back with my wife. Uh, and we've been members since uh, 2013. The important thing to know about that is that Ronnie West has been the education pastor both times. Yeah. So, so what he's saying, what he's saying is, I'm a lot older than he is. So we recognize that, brother. So, so anyway, so, so when, now the important part. What what excites you about being part of the team? So when, when Ronnie called me, I, I really got grasped by the fact that this whole process and the idea was about building, as Randy said, a a process, a system for developing disciples and leaders, uh, both within our church, but that can make an impact at our in our whole community. And the important piece about that is really that that work. Is, has an eternal impact, an eternal focus to it. And that's much more important than a lot of the work we get to do every day in our normal jobs. So uh, we, recently this was highlighted to me, the, the importance of long-term internal work for the kingdom. And we went on a trip to, uh, to follow the footsteps of the Apostle Paul. And uh, 40 of our brothers and sisters here from the church joined us. Some of you are, are probably out in the audience, so we had a great time. But we got to see some amazing things. And we got to see some Roman cities where Paul was, Philippi, Corinth, Ephesus. And what struck me is that the Roman Empire was meticulous planners. This is a, an example plan of one of their cities. All their cities had this plan in common, essentially. They were meant to be places of, of power and finance for the Roman Empire and to project that power out into the world. And this is the environment that Paul went out into to, to bring the gospel uh, to, to all of us, to the Gentiles. And you know, what's amazing is that this is a human plan. The next slide will show you God's plan. This was God's plan. It's, in a way, it's much simpler, but it's much more profound. He just wanted to send Paul. This is Paul's trip in a mosaic format we found on a church uh, right next to where uh, Paul baptized Lydia outside of Philippi. And this documents Paul's journey uh, through all the cities that he went to on his second journey. And what's amazing is that almost 2,000 years later, which of these plans is still bearing fruit? And here's what's left of, of the, one of a couple of Roman imperial cities. It's rubble. It's all gone. It's passed away. On the right is actually the building where Paul was brought for the Roman official Gallio in the city of Corinth, where they projected all of that imperial power and, and spoke with Paul, and it's, it's gone. It, it, it's just gone. Uh, but, but Paul's work is still here. Um, in the next slide, all of you. We're all Paul's work. We're the result of Paul's work. Our Gentile believers. We're the heir, the heirs of Lord's efforts through Paul. And that's really what grasped me and it struck me on the trip and, and then afterwards and connecting it back to the work that we're doing with this pipeline where you know we're gonna we're gonna have an internal impact. It may not seem that way initially when we're hashing out little, you know, details in the meetings, but but this work I think will touch a little bit of, of hopefully what what Paul and the others laid seeds for 2,000 years ago, and we'll keep, keep moving it forward. Amen to that. Thank you so much. This is Dave Wyman. 
right here. And so, Dave, why don't you uh, tell us how you got roped into this? Well, I got roped in because he roped me in here. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and if, if you know Ronnie, he, uh, he took his phone out and put up to my ear and played uh, Sweet, uh, Sweet Home Alabama about 50 <laughs> times. And I finally caved and, and decided to join the team. But, uh, but anyway, uh, again, good morning to you all. My name is David Wyman, and my wife and uh, Stephanie and I have been here for about uh, five or six years. And uh, I've had the pleasure of serving with these guys over this last year. It's uh, been a tremendous experience. And, you know, rarely do you get the opportunity to take what you have, the skills that you have at work, and apply them to church. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we've been doing here. Usually it works the other way around. We apply what we've learned here, out there. And that's exactly what Ronnie uh, wanted us to do. Uh, he wanted to, us to apply our gifts and our, our talents to what we had uh, going on here, which is uh, equipping the saints going forward. A couple of years back, uh, maybe more than a couple of years back, uh, Karen Hahn asked me to help teach Life Group. Uh, I think it was about three or four years ago. And uh, I'll tell you what, I really wasn't prepared for it. You know, I was pretty happy, you know, sitting out there listening to, to Randy preach and going to Life Group and listening to the teachers and, and uh, eating some good food and then heading home. And uh, so I, I decided to change that. And it was interesting where when uh, she came up to me, I gave her every excuse in the book. I said, basically, I'm too busy. I just gotten off the school board, so I wanted to take some time off. I had never, I had never taught adults before. My dog ate my homework. I mean, I kept giving her all kinds of excuses there. And uh, it was interesting, too, uh, where uh, I was a brand-new Christian, or, or not a brand-new Christian, but a relatively new Christian. And really, I was uncomfortable, you know, with teaching adults at that time. I didn't know uh, whether I could uh, create a lesson. I didn't know if they'd have questions I wouldn't be able to answer. And maybe like a few of you out there, I didn't like praying in front of a lot of folks. And so, uh, anyway, uh, the other thing which was kind of interesting uh, was I was a leader in my family. I was a leader at work. I was a leader in my community, but I wasn't being a leader right here for the kingdom of God, and that needed to change. And so Ronnie comes up to me and, and says, well, why don't you take this class? It's on Wednesday evenings for a semester. Uh, I'll teach you how to study the Bible, and I think that's going to help you when you're you know, trying to be a, a life group teacher here. And so I did, and it did. Uh, it connected with me and, and brought out the Holy Spirit in me in that period. And uh, right now, uh, my life group, uh, which I'm now teaching, is uh, Friends in Faith. And uh, uh, don't leave right now and join them. But uh, at 1045, we meet there right down the hallway. And they have some of the best food uh, that you'd ever be want. Best, so it's just best buffet you. on Sunday, right? I know. I know. But anyway. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? Yeah, better than that uh, is the fact that they were just wonderful people, loving and caring and uh, supportive and God-fearing people. I love them dearly. And if you think about it, I got trained by the church, okay? They, they, they uh, bought into me and, and uh, equipped me uh, for this job. And then I had the support of, of the life group class coming together. And guess what happened? The Holy Spirit began to burn inside of me uh, for this particular role in responsibility. Uh, it's interesting, uh, next week we're going to be teach teaching in Acts chapter 13, and it uh, talks about Paul, Saul, and uh, Barnabas uh, moving out on their first mission trip. And uh, what happened was uh, the church of Antioch, which was really, uh, it was a happening place at that time for the new Christians, uh, trained them, equipped them, laid hands on them, and they sent them. And that's what we're trying to do here at the Heights. 
We're trying to, I'll be leading a team on uh, uh, the training and the curriculum that we have here. We're taking a look at what, what tools we have, what additional tools we might be able to use online and that kind of thing. But we're equipping you uh, to go out and be part of the ministry and your calling here at the Heights. Thank you much. All right, thank you so much, David. Appreciate it. I hope that you're starting to see, and you'll hear it from Kathy too. Um, th- these are all folks that uh, maybe weren't volunteering, maybe weren't leading stuff, and all of a sudden they start stepping in, and they're getting really passionate about what they're doing because they're kind of in their wheelhouse. They're, they're right where they need to be, and they're serving God with their gifts and their talents, and, and, and so that's really important because that's what we want with you. And, and Kathy, you've expressed, even in our team, uh, that this has been really important for you. It's been a great experience to be a part of this team uh, spiritually and that kind of stuff. So, so share with us a little bit why it's so important for you to be a part of the team. So my name is Kathy Dancy. Uh, my family and I have been a member for about four and a half years. Um, and I guess I joined the group originally when Ronnie approached me about it because I have a, a couple of relatable perspectives. I am a member of the church and I sit here in the pews, actually the one right over there, and I listen to the message week after week and I feel the calling from God to, to be a servant here in the church and sometimes I just don't know when or, or where or how to do that. And so this was something that I felt like I could share. Also, I've been a leader of a program here in the church, and it was a pretty sizable one. And I remember that there were days when we had leaders in that program um, that I had to work with that really weren't equipped or ready for those roles. And they were probably in the wrong role totally to get, you know, altogether. Uh, but they were willing and able, and so we, we went ahead and put them to work. And so that was certainly something else, another perspective that I thought I could bring to the table. So you take those two perspectives and you couple that with um, my 30 years of HR experience, and I thought I could help in some way. And so that's why I wanted to join the team. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, like I said, we've been meeting for almost a year now uh, very regularly. Share with us... Uh, some of the um, some of the different things that we've actually been a part of, what we've accomplished, kind of maybe where we're going uh, as you lead a sub team on uh, onboarding and things like that. So why don't you share with us a little bit about that? So over the last year, we've been incredibly busy. Not only have we met every single week, but we've really been focusing on four major topics. We've looked at what is the problem statement, and we we had that up there earlier. Uh, we looked at where we are today. Uh, and where do we want to be, and actually how are we going to get there. Uh, So when we started looking at the problem statement, uh, we spent some good time really trying to figure out what the problem was that we were trying to solve. And as with most problems, there are other things that are masking it that you have to pull the layers back. And we did that for several weeks, and sometimes I think even maybe up to a month or so, just trying to make sure that we were solving for for the right issue. And this is certainly a big one. And we certainly know it's one that's going to touch a lot of lives, so that's the one we decided to focus on. Uh, Then we looked at uh, where are we today, and we wanted to get back to the fundamentals. And so we actually walked every ounce of this church, and we did it with a purpose in mind. We looked at every bit of signage that was out there, the lighting, where we have material, uh, what is the message that we're speaking to people, where are we stationing different uh, servants within the church, Uh, We looked at training material. We looked at role descriptions. We looked at consistency. Do we have that or do we not? Uh, We met with the IT team, and we looked at the different uh, tracking and communication systems. And we looked at our phone app and our website and all the things that go into sharing messages. 
And we walked away from that information with about six or seven different major questions that we know uh, we needed answers to. And as part of that, we decided that we needed to put in motion some focus groups. And so we reached out to, to you, and we actually introduced about 60 people into a focus group, and we asked those specific questions. And if you were a part of that, we thank you very, very much because you were very open and honest with us. And in some cases, it uh, validated some of the assumptions we were going on, and in other cases, it really made us tweak kind of the way we were thinking about things, and so that was great. Um, then we decided, let's, let's look at what the future looks like. You know, we're, we're talking, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road, and, and where do we want to be? So we looked at this campus. We looked at the Midlothian campus. We looked at future campuses that we're going to have. And we even looked at the impact on this program out in the community. And that's when we really started to have some God-sized conversations. And just the thought of being a part of something that could even get close to some of the conversations we were talking about was incredibly awesome, and we were just very incredibly thrilled. And then we had to kind of come up with a roadmap, and so uh, you call it a roadmap, you can call it a pipeline, but it was something that was really important to us. And so we um, continue today looking at how we're going to tackle these big bodies of work. So we've identified about five different buckets of work. And because us 10 cannot do that work by ourselves, we have invited others to be a part of these subgroups that we're putting together. So we've introduced about 50 more people to the group. Um, But it doesn't stop there because you may be wondering, how can I get plugged in? This sounds like way too much fun for me not to be a part of. And I'm glad you asked because it's a great question. Uh, We're going to continue to have more focus groups. Uh, We're going to have one by the end of the year and more into 2020. Um, And then just the the amount of work that we're going to do in our subgroups is just going to require additional help. So if you are interested in getting a part of this fun and this excitement and the passion that we have up here, we want you to, you know, to plug in as well. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later when Ronnie Mm -hmm. comes up here. Uh, And Ronnie, I would just end by saying uh, we're doing this for God's glory. And so we're keeping our eyes on him through this entire process. Thank you so much. I'll give them a hand if you would, please. And Rico, you'd come on up. And so every every team member that uh, that we've had as a part of um, the, um, the the team is uh, was selected very specifically because gifts and skill sets that they brought, and we we wanted them to do that, and just really prayed through that. And uh, you've seen that even listening to some of them. But uh, Rico uh, Rico Patterson is a life group teacher here. He's been teaching for how long now? Four about four years as a life group teacher. He also is a former pastor, and you're going to see that in just a second. And uh, uh, what we've asked, you know, Rico, man, he just has such a command of God's word. And man, I tell you, he knows more scripture than anybody I know. And um, and and what the beauty of that is is he's on the team and he's working with us. Sometimes we get we drift into the mechanics of stuff, and he always brings us back to you know brings us right back to the word and the scripture. And that's what we want him there for. It's just so that so that scripture stays our guiding light man it's a light into our path it, it is exactly what we do and so Rico is going to share with you now over the next few minutes about using your gifts for God's glory so Rico bring the word to us okay right, thank, you, uh, thank you so much good morning church all right let's have a word of prayer and then we'll go ahead and get started uh, heavenly father it's again lord I just thank you lord for this blessed opportunity to be here this morning lord as we prepare to deliver thy holy and thy precious word The Apostle Paul said, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. 
So, Lord, as we stand here this morning, we pray that we recognize that it's not about us, Lord, but it's all about you. So, Lord, as I stand here, I just ask for the filling of your Holy Spirit upon me, Lord. And I ask and pray that the words that come forth from out of my mouth, Lord, they would not be mine, but I ask and pray they might be yours. For we are not here for a form or fashion, Lord. We are not here to glorify ourselves, but we are here simply to lift up your name, the wonderful, magnificent, precious, awesome, and just glorious, glorious, glorious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So I ask right now, Lord Jesus, that you would strengthen me, Lord, that you would use me and help me to lift up your name. In Jesus Christ's precious and holy name we pray, amen. Now, as we recall the scripture that uh, Paul, excuse me, that uh, Ronnie read earlier in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, here we see a shift in Paul's teachings. For the first three chapters, there is an emphasis on church doctrine and who we are in Christ. For in those first three chapters in the book of Ephesians, there we learn that we have been chosen by God, that we have been predestined for salvation, that we have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, that we've been saved by God's grace, that we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, that we've been strengthened by God's mighty power, and that we've been made a part of the body of Christ. And as a result, now as you move on to the fourth chapter, Paul says in Ephesians 4.1 that we, we walk worthy, he beseeches us that we walk worthy of the vocation where which we have been called. In other words, because of who we are in Christ, we should now live our lives accordingly. And an important aspect of that is walking in unity. As it says in Ephesians 4, 3, it says that we should be endeavoring, that means diligently seeking, to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And therefore, one of our main purposes now is that we should all be working together to glorify, praise, exalt the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because we are all one body in Christ. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, it says that, For as the body is one and hath many members, And all that members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. And that's why once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, now we are gifted by the Holy Spirit for the purpose of preserving that unity and edifying or building up his body. And that's why our spiritual gifts are so important. For did you know that there is no one in the world just like you? You are unique, you are special, you are important, and you have been created for a special purpose. Think about it. No one in this world has a fingerprint just like you. No one in this world has a toe print just like you. No one in this world has an eyeball just like you. No one in this world has a tongue just like you. No one in this world has a shape of an ear just like you. And it was hard for me to believe that, but I Googled it, so I know it's true. <laughs> no one in this world has a lip print just like you. No one in this world has a voice just like you. You are unique. You are important. You are special. And God has created you for a special purpose. Many times we might think that the gift of the Lord may have given me isn't, isn't that important, that it's insignificant, that, that it's not going to make a difference. But God has given you your gift or gifts for a reason, and you are a critical part of edifying the body of Christ. And that's why whatever gift God may have given you, we need to make sure that we use it to the best of our ability. And remember that this gift was not given to you just for yourself. A lot of times that we think, we think, you know, the gift God has given me, I'm just going to use it just for myself. This gift has not been given to you just for yourself, but this gift has been given to you to edify the body. 
build up the body and to glorify Jesus Christ. For if we've been born again, and that's an important part you got to remember now, if we've been born again, we are all a part of the body of Christ. We have been crucified with Christ. We are buried with Christ. We are raised with Christ. We are ascended with Christ. And we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. For Ephesians says there is one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. And when we realize that we have been gifted by God, God himself has gifted us, it is imperative that we use our gifts to the best of our ability. Martin Luther King once said, whatever your life's work is, do it well. If it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, like Shakespeare wrote poetry, like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. But we must remember that in order to become that street sweeper that God has called for you to be, in order to use the gifts that God has ordained for you to have, we must first accept God's greatest gift to us, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. For the scriptures teach that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You have sinned. I have sinned. Randy has sinned. Ronnie has sinned. The Pope has sinned. The president has sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. That means the payment, the penalty, the punishment for sin is death. And that's not just physical death, but that's also spiritual death or eternal separation from God in hell. But thanks be to God, what our Lord said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And what the world doesn't realize is that being good isn't good enough. Outside of Jesus Christ, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. But thanks be to God, God has given us a gift in his son. For, and therefore, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if we by faith, the way to receive that gift is we by faith confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and on the third day he rose again. Romans 10.9 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And did you know this is the only way? For our Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And now, and it's only then, now, once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, once we submit ourselves to him, once we are born again, now we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As a result of those gifts, now we can all work together to share the gospel and be a witness for him. And the good news is that's something that all of us can do. It doesn't matter how educated you are. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how wealthy you are. doesn't matter how gifted you are. If the Lord has blessed your soul, church, then you ought to tell it. As David said, David said, My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Sometimes you might be afraid of what others might think. Sometimes you might be afraid of what people might say. Sometimes you might be afraid of how others might feel about you. But you must remember who we serve. We serve a God who knows our every step. We serve a God who counts our every hair. I don't have many hairs left, but I know he knows how many I got. 
We serve a God who guides our every thought. We serve a God who knows the path ahead. And I'm here to tell you, if you're willing to serve the Lord, my God will be with you every step of the way. Amen, amen. And how do you know that? How do you know that? Because the word of God tells us so. The God I serve is an omnipotent God, which means he's all-powerful. Matthew 28, 18 says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The God we serve is an omniscient God. That means he knows all things. 139 Psalm says that thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. The God we serve is an omnipresent God. That means he's everywhere at the same time. 139th Psalm goes on to say, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Church, that's why we've got to use our gifts to edify the body, help one another, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Church, remember, you have been chosen to use your gifts for the glory of God. Amen? You have been chosen to use your gifts for the glory of God. Amen. 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 If, if we can get you excited about this, I think we can make it happen. But you've got to show some interest, man. You've got <laughs> Hey, folks, listen, I, I hope what you're hearing today, and, and remember, I said up front, you actually don't have a lot of detail about everything that's going on. But I hope what you hear today, when we say this phrase, to be a church, the 804 can't imagine being without, we absolutely do not mean that to be a cute little cliche, a little mantra that we say, who knows if it'll ever happen. We are working every day to make that happen. Your, your church family is building a system whereby every one of us can be a part of that. Because the 804 is big. Have you all noticed that? The 804 in engages hundreds of thousands of people and every one of us is going to make us make it that church as he just said to his glory amen amen Amen. would you applaud our team let them know of your your support let's have a word of prayer okay Heavenly Father, we're, we're, we're so excited about what you've raised up in our midst to take us to the places that you have for us, Lord. And I pray that you will, uh, that you will continue to put blessing and favor upon them in, in front of our congregation. Blessing and favor and guidance as they continue to develop, to understand, to build. Uh, Lord, what you are putting in place, what you're calling us to be and do. Lord, I pray they are filled with your heart and mind. I pray they are filled with your spirit and that, God, you will bring to fruition all of their work. Lord, I, I, I pray you're going to use this work in such a way that it is impossible for us to imagine. It is impossible for us to even know how to pray 
for all that you have in mind because your word says that's exactly what you want to do. And so, God, we just pray your blessing on on what has begun, what is going on, and what you're going to bring to us in this next year ahead. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rico. Thank you. Thank you, team. Hey, listen. All of this begins, and Rico just said that very fluently, it all begins with being born again. This isn't about us mustering up our strength, our smarts, and how good we are. This is about being born again. And with God living in us, going out into our culture and community to live for Him. Man, if you're here today and you've got questions about what that means to have God living in you, questions about what that means to be born again, we'd love the opportunity to be able to help that happen in your life right here today. If you've got questions about how you join this team, how you become a part of this church family, we'd love to help you with that today. As we leave here in just a second and go out these doors, there's a back toward the big window right in the center. You'll see a desk in front of it. There'll be some folks standing there waiting to talk with you. Just walk up there and ask them, how do I become a part of this church? What's it mean to be born again? Uh, and they'll help you with those, those questions. Again, go to the information desk, ask for that piece of paper that the pastor was waving around. They'll give you that. And uh, if you're a guest with us today, we're sure excited that you're here and you've been a a part of us. A little bit different presentation this morning, but you certainly got to see what this church is about that you have visited with today. If this is your first time here, we have a gift for you. Go to that same desk back back toward the window and tell them this is your first time here and they'll give you that. I want to invite all of our guests, whether it's your first time or not, I'd love the opportunity to meet you. I'll, I'll be out there for a moment. I hope you'll come by and say hello. Also, uh, on a desk a little bit closer to the door, I know I'm pointing to all kinds of desks, but right in the center, it's got a black tablecloth over it. Our team is going to be out there. Go by and let them know your appreciation for them. Maybe you've got a specific question about some Something you heard this morning or kind of maybe where you would like to to go forward from here. They'll be able to answer those questions. I hope you'll you'll go by and see them. As a matter of fact, kind of moving forward, I think, Ronnie, you have just a couple, one or two details you want to make sure we know. Come on and and share that with us now. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. So that's the fourth time I've heard that. And uh, three this morning, I heard first time I heard Rico preach that was Wednesday night. We were going over this and we were in a little office upstairs and he was sitting down when he started. I said, he's not going to be able to stay seated. He's not going to be able to stay seated. And sure enough, he didn't. And, uh, uh, but we had a great time. It's just gotten better every time. So, uh, man, I'm so appreciative of, of church members, man, that, that man, they can just serve the Lord with gladness and do that stuff. Amen. So that's good stuff. Listen, um, you heard Kathy as she was talking that we had done several surveys and uh, we had asked some certain questions and we'll know if you could get involved. Let me give you, it, it would be very meaningful and helpful to the team if uh, you would take five minutes. And, you know, I say five minutes, I could say this week, but then you'll forget because if you're like me, out of sight, out of mind, that kind of thing. But if you take five minutes today sometime uh, to, to actually take a survey. And uh, some of them are very similar questions to what we asked the 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 focus groups and you can do there's two ways you can do that one is you can take your smartphone right there and uh inside your program there's a little qr code that little square thing right there if you've got a scanner there you can do that you scan it and take you right to it if you have the church app you can also do it it's also kind of hard to get to it's on the church website that's why we're trying to give you easy ways to get to that but the, the church app would uh uh what you do is you just press on that and go to sermon notes 
And sermon notes you'll see today, Leadership Pipeline. Click on that. There's a link right there. You press, it takes you right to that. There's about six, I think six or seven questions that we're asking you there. Uh, important question, the last one. Uh, it's an anonymous survey, unless you want to put your name in the seventh question. The seventh question is, say, any other information you'd like to share. And if you'd like to, you know, if you have certain skills or certain gifts, and you're saying, man, I really want to serve the Lord, here's some things that, man, I believe God has given me. If you would answer the survey and you'd put that on there, that would be just a wonderful help for us, and we'll be able to use that information. So I hope that you'll do it. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for letting us just take a moment to kind of give you a 30,000-foot a a view of what we're doing. Man, there's lots going on, and we'll continue to give you updates as, uh, as the year goes on as we get ready to unfold some of the things and come alongside you so that we can be the church that 804 can't imagine being without. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great afternoon. All right, bye-bye.